Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What have we here? I, I, I don't know what people are they're trying to do to me. I, I You know, we've kind of slow. Welcome into footnotes. We, we, we've kind of slowly went into the NFL draft. And then yesterday, I'm minding my own business, doing my work. Went to the press conference for baseball, softball, wrote a story, did some other things I had to do, put some other stories in and. Walked over to the pro day, and as I'm getting a little late into the um, Moncla indoor facility to watch pro day, I get this message on my phone that the Saints have made a trade. Well, actually, this is how it really went. I, I saw the map. I'm walking, and I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go and, and all that. And I see this trade, but I only saw Eagles. I didn't actually. So I said, oh, the Eagles traded, you know, a bunch of picks. But I didn't. I was walking and hurrying, and I didn't really read the whole thing. I, I never saw the part that said in the middle of there, to the Saints, far. And then once I kind of landed... Uh, I read the whole thing and my eyes popped out of my head. I'm like, started trying to process this. And I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. I mean, immediately, I'm like, I'm in big trouble. Like, we've got three more weeks to wait for this. This might be worse than losing a game and having a bye week. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the next three weeks. Three weeks and two days until the draft. On top of that, baseball season starts Thursday on the Flake Coast. So I'm going to be tired, fat, and anxious like crazy for the next three weeks. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to make it. This is going to be, this is going to be quite a chore. Wow. I'm still trying to process what happened. I think I know, but we'll see. And we've got, unfortunately, I guess on one hand, fortunately, but really for me personally, unfortunately, we've got three weeks and two days to talk about this. The draft is going to – I haven't looked it up. Please tell me the Astros don't play the day of the draft. Hopefully they have an off day, the day of the draft, that Thursday, for the first round. I haven't looked, but I really need the Astros to be off that day. Hopefully that's the case. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to make the next three weeks. It's going to be rough. It's going to you, – you talk about mind over matter concentrating when I'm in church I'm gonna have to really try hard to concentrate when I'm at work I'm gonna have to really try hard to concentrate it's gonna be a chore I mean a chore I don't know how we're gonna do it so 
Certainly. I want to remind you that you can watch us simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Do you have the answer? Yeah, they play against the Texans. Uh, Oh, wait. They play at at the Rangers? Yeah. I hate the Rangers. I don't like losing to the Rangers. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Uh, that that night, I'm gonna be. Well, I mean, their game a basket at, case. Their game's at one ten. Oh, it's a getaway day game. Oh, that's perfect. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's true. A lot of times, Wednesday and Thursday on getaway day, they'll play an afternoon game. Yeah, that's good. See, that's yeah, a good a four, idea. It's a four game series. Oh, I need, I need, a, I need a W. I need a W yeah. that afternoon. Get my mind in the right frame of mind. I don't need no 16-inning games or nothing crazy like that. Just a nice W in nine innings. And right. then and then going in, and that'll propel me into the draft. That's the final day of that series. So hopefully they already win, you know, Monday, Tuesday, At least Tuesday, two of Wednesday. the first three and, and going for th- our series win over the Rangers. That's always good. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's good. Uh, so – it might actually work out that they play because they play an afternoon game, so that might get my mind, help me get through that afternoon. Yeah, I'm, I, it should. You should be that, fine. That, that's a good plan. Because the game will probably end around the time the draft will probably be starting. I, I, so I'm glad you. I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you came up with that answer. That was a good one. <laughs> I tried. I stopped. Yeah, that, 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 that was a good one. All right. Uh, they didn't play a basketball game last night. Let, let me. Uh, you know, I've done a little debating already this morning. Look. For the people who are Duke fans, for those of you out there who are Duke fans, I mean, I I hear that you're trying, and I guess we got to give you, a, you know, some sort of acknowledgement and credit for trying, but but no. The fact that North Carolina, as an eight seed, Lost to one seed Kansas in the finals last night does not erase um, the greatness of North Carolina's semifinal win over Duke. No, it does not erase it. In fact, when you consider their circumstances, understand that North Carolina was an eight seed. What was Duke, a two seed? Um, for an eight seed to beat a two seed on its own court to finish the season it, as Coach K is retiring, and then to beat him again to prove it, not just beat him, but prove it on a neutral court um, in, this, in the national semifinals, first round of the final four, it, it would, essentially, they got five players. I mean, like they, 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 they just, they just ran out of gas. Uh, I, I'm not much into the ch- quote choke word, but if anybody choked, it was Duke. It wasn't North Carolina. North Carolina was an eight seed with, with not a deep bitch that got all the way to the finals and lost to a one seed. So, if an eight seed loses to a one seed. By three points, that can't be a choke job. And it cannot eliminate the greatness of the semifinal win over Duke. Now, 
if Duke wasn't such a big rival, then I could kind of maybe see maybe what the point is. But no, I mean, look, you got to respect the rivalry. If you're a Duke fan is trying to say that the Kansas loss erases the greatness of the win in the semifinals, then you're not respecting the rivalry, the Duke-North Carolina rivalry. So, so don't talk to me about how great of a rivalry it is ever again, if you really believe that. And you don't. You, I know that you don't really believe that as a Duke fan. What, what's happening is you're trying to just make yourself feel better. Mind over matter, just like I was talking about with my anxiety with the draft now that the um, Saints made this trade yesterday. So, um, no, that I, I don't. I don't buy it at all, and I, I don't consider they just ran out of gas. They didn't choke. I firmly believe that if North Carolina had played Kansas on the Saturday, they'd beat them. But when you're when you're not playing with a lot of players, you don't have a lot of depth. That Monday game is more difficult than the Saturday game because you have a week of rest before the Saturday game. The Monday game, you, you you only have one day rest, and you know the the all the play you've made over the last two weeks kind of starts to build up on you. I mean, they could have won the game. They lost the game because they gave up an offensive rebound. I really believe if they had not given, if they had gotten that rebound, I don't know how much time was left, around a minute or right around a minute. It it, it was a shot in the lane. They missed. Kansas got the rebound and put it back in. I, I really think that was the the, the play that, that killed him. But but no, to, to say that an eight seed choked against a one seed after the run they made, no. That that that's unfair, I believe. I don't I don't buy that at all. That's just Duke fans trying to make themselves feel better because they got their faces crushed by North Carolina in the in the regular season and to end the, the postseason. And, and and there is no. I mean that that that's something that Duke fans will never be able to live down ever. Really, I mean you you just it you just can't live that down. That that's just that's a feather in the Tar Heels cap that will never go away. Now that doesn't mean they're going to win. I mean Duke could win the next ten games. I don't think they will, but they could. But the, even if they do, they'll never be able to live this down. What did happen? And no, I don't. I don't buy the this. This erases what what happened in the semifinals. Don't buy that at all. That's what a rivalry is. Rivalries trump a lot of stuff, a lot. All right, let's go um, to the game hotline. Hello. What do you erase is what? What are you talking about? Um, the racist. What are you talking about? I know you wanted to fit your narrative anyway. What are you talking about? Racist. Some Duke fans are trying to say that because North Carolina lost in the finals, that erases the greatness and the, of their victory and the shame for Duke of their loss to North Carolina in the semifinal. Well, like I told, like I told you, it don't erase nothing. It don't really mean anything because it was only one game. If Coach K was eleven hundred and zero and did a beat him, it'd have been a whole lot. It didn't mean nothing to me. He lost. He was retired anyway. So what's the big deal? Oh, no, it means like, a lot. Like no, it means a North lot. North Carolina fans is a big deal. It ain't a big deal to me. Well, it, it, it's it, it, it's a big deal for Duke. Trust me. Trust me. Well, all I know is it stays because, like I said, if you if your mentality is win the title, that's a, yeah, what anybody says. 
if you feel that way, Kevin Foote, that's weak. That's weak. You rather feel win the title? Really? Really? Well, no. But and now again, if North, if the revolt, if the roles were reversed, I could agree with you. But when you're an eight seed, that no, come on, it Kevin, doesn't come diminish. On, Kevin, it. Come on, no. Kevin. Come no. on, Kevin. Stop no. playing around. No, I'm not no, playing around. Mean no, no it, does mean a a bad, it does mean a lot. It does mean a lot. They had a bad yes. early season in the wild with a, 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 a bad seed. I don't mean anything. They're still North Carolina. Exactly. That's why they were in the finals. But that doesn't mean they choked or that that was a bad loss no, or that anything. Was fifteen, they choked. If that was us, no, they didn't that choke. Stunt, you ought have been hollering, we choked. You know that. You would have been saying that because you hate Duke. You'd have been saying I, that. I, we don't, choked. I don't hate. Come Duke. on now, stop that. I don't hate Duke, but no, there's no way that a one an eight seed can choke when they lose by three points to a one seed. There's no way. Not after beating their biggest rival, two seed, the round before, no way, no way, can't be, cannot happen. Cannot be. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. All right, Ronnie was fading out, but but no, I mean it's nothing. It is what it is. A whole new era is about to start, but no, I don't. Um. Well, that'd have been something if 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 the guy stepping on the on the sideline there, giving him an extra possession. But um, man, it's a it's amazing how few times that I've seen where you you inbounding the ball with two, three, four seconds, and they almost you almost never get a good shot off. I mean, it's so seldom that you actually get any kind of a decent shot off in that situation. Um, it's strange. All right, we, we, let's do this. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll uh, get get into what happened with the Saints yesterday, other than my uh, anxiety about it, get into a few details and go back to the game hotline as we discuss this situation. And, man, it's just it's a whole new ball game now. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. 1037 Laviette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. How much does Foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49. Back to footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to tell you about Festival International Prize Pack. If you want to go to the Festival International, this is the way to do it. Go to the website, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Join the Rewards Club. You could win exclusive access to front row and stage areas, shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, express drink lines, uh, shirts, pins, and a poster. That's the way to experience Festival International. And if you want to put yourself in position and maybe win this great prize pack, simply go, again, to the game. 
uh, go to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Join the Rewards Club today. All right. Big Saints news. Tyron Matthew is visiting the Saints this morning. That is being reported. Uh, you know, a lot of people want Tyron Matthew to, to continue his NFL career with the Saints. Saints have a needed safety. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Obviously, if you are not up to date, the Saints made a, a blockbuster trade yesterday. Um, essentially, what happened was the Saints traded a second-round pick in 2024, two years from now, in order to 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 do it instead of having a first-round pick this year and a second and a first-round pick next year to have two first-round picks this year. So the Saints now pick at 16 and 19 in the first round as of now. They still have their second-round pick at 49, a third-round pick at 98. They had two third-round picks, but now they have two first-round picks and one third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and sixth-round pick. So the Saints still have seven picks, but now two of them are in the first in the top 20. So they could really do some damage if they do the right thing. Well, let's not get into the scenarios yet. So many things have crossed my mind since I heard this news yesterday afternoon. But let's go back to the game hotline uh, and see what others have to say. Hello. Kevin, this just got fun. Man. Oh, I don't know. Fun's the word. This oh. can't get more fun. It's like putting the puzzle together and somebody just dumped a bunch of extra pieces on the table. Oh, man. I think it's going to be a hoot nanny. It's, I mean, none of us know what the heck we're talking about if we really want to get real with ourselves. But it doesn't mean you can't speculate and, and try and guess. Every now and then you get one right. And you well, like somebody's going to nail it. I mean, there's only so many things they can do with this. And so no, there's somebody a bunch. I mean, trading up, sitting back. And look, technically, I was thinking, I wonder if we can count this as a trade down. Because we went from 18 to 19. I know we got 16, but we can say, well, okay, next year's pick. No, it doesn't. 16, no, it doesn't so count. We, no. Okay. No. It's a trade up and a trade You're down. reaching there. No. Trade down. But what was the one thing I told you we needed to do was leapfrog San Diego, or not the Los Angeles Chargers, at 17 right in front of us. And we've done that. And I was eyeballing Cross, the offensive tackle, if he falls that far. But yeah, he, he won't. San Diego, and now we got a shot at it. And look, to me, there's only one guy worth really worth trading up for, and it's the safety out of Notre Dame, Hamilton. Um, whether or not, I mean, Matthews being in town, if they if he gets away without him signing him, that's an option. I mean, we're all thinking lineman, a tackle, and wide receiver, which I get, but that's too logical for the Saints, Kev. It's uh, no, but it's second round pick. No, I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced. Um, no, I, he, he, look, if they sign a safety, they sign a veteran kind of. Uh, they sign PJ Williams, and then they sign uh, this veteran Justin Evans, who's just an insurance policy. Who you know he hadn't played in two years, but he's still a young guy, supposedly healthy now. That gives him another option. And if they sign Tyron Matthew or whoever, some veteran uh, safety, they won't need to draft a safety at that point. 
No, sh- I'm, I'm saying yeah. if Matthews gets away, there's one game changer at the safety position, I think, and it's Hamilton. And look, some drafts have him going as high as number two to Detroit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, yes. So that'd be the only one I really see him making a major move to go up, unless they really want one of those top two linemen. I think Cross is the third best tackle. So uh, the good news is the fourth and fifth tackle are actually pretty nasty good guys, too. I got one wild card for you, Kevin. Devin Lloyd, a linebacker out of Utah. And I know we say we don't need linebackers, but this is a three-down linebacker. And by far, to me, he is the best linebacker in this draft, outside or inside. He'll never leave the field. And I know we don't have a lot of luck taking linebackers, especially in the first round. But you got to realize the the ones we got are getting kind of long in the tooth. So I know we got some young guys there, but we really don't have that three-down stud to put in the middle, and Lloyd would fill that bill. So that's my wild card. I'm still saying they go offensive tackle and wide receiver, but there are other options, and that's why this trade makes it so much more fun now because we could literally end up with three good players because don't forget we still got our second rounder. So – we could end up with three starters out of this where before we were saying, okay, tackle and receiver in whichever order they take them. But now, again, it's, it, I just think it got a lot of fun. Anxiety ain't even entering with my mind. Oh, it's, it's total like, anxiety. Are you crazy? I don't know how I'm going to get through the next three weeks. This uh, is too brother, long to I'll, wait. I'll, I'll give you my cell phone number. And this I is way me, too like, long to wait for this. This is, this is oh, man, it's going to be rough. All right. Well, well we I, were saying how boring the Saints offseason had been so far, and they hadn't made a big splash. I, and tried, I, guess, I tried to explain to y'all to be patient. Can we wait till it's over before we start throwing darts and people don't listen? I do find it kind of odd they pulled this move off so far ahead of the draft. Yeah, they're just trying to give me anxiety, that's all. <laughs> well, we're here for you, Kevin. Give me a nickel, and I'll uh, be like Lucy on Charlie uh, Brown and uh, – all right. Some advice. All right. I'm going to need it. Thanks, this Joey. It's going to be fun, dude. Yes. Enjoy it, dude. Enjoy it. Oof. Like I tell my kids, enjoy it. It's like going to see grandma, you know, and you don't want to get in the car and drive. Let's make some fun out of it. You get out of it what you put into it. You can have a whole lot of fun with this, Kevin. You uh, just got job security for a month, too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joey. No, Later, it, brother. Have a thank you, week. too. You, too. It's uh, the Devin. Actually, we actually had the Devin Lloyd discussion with a friend yesterday. I just, I, I mean, look, it, it, it let, 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 let's say they pick Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah, who, you know, some people have being picked. I've seen him picked. Like at 1415, I think is the highest I've seen Devin Lloyd projected. So it's not like he would be a reach at all. Uh, it's just not a position we've been clamoring for. But if they pick Devin Lloyd and he turns out to be a really good football player, like who's going to say, well, I was a bad pick? Well, no one's going to say that. But it just seems. It just. Now, again, to me, the whole Devin Lloyd thing would be if they really don't think they're going to sign Quan. If they, if, if they plan 
on re-signing Quan Alexander, then I don't think they picked Devin Lloyd, even though, to Joey's point, Devin Lloyd would be more of a long-term, like, he, we want, we're picking this guy to be our linebacker five years from now. You know, that'd be a, it'd be a more of a long-term thing, which is there's nothing wrong with that because he can help now and five years from now. I get that. But if they're trying to win now, which I think it's pretty obvious that they are, and, and, and again, so much, all the negativity I've been hearing is just foolishness. But I, I could be wrong, but I really don't think – I really think they think wide receivers number one priority over tackle. Not that tackle's not a priority, but I, I really – and again, I might change my mind because we've got three more weeks of this. Unless they don't sign, and I'm not totally, look, I'll be excited if they pick Tyron Matthew, but I'm not totally so, um, just locked into Tyron Matthew. It doesn't have to be him. If they could work it out, great. But if they sign a veteran safety to go with P.J. Williams and to go with no, you may not. And go with Evans and all any other safeties that they have in camp, then I don't think they're going to draft a safety in the first two rounds. And at that point, I think they're going to pick wide receiver, tackle, wide receiver. And, and, and with those first three picks, that would be my. Now again, it, it could they pick linebacker? Of course they could. You know, it's possible. And, and, and that's about where he probably would go, about 19. Uh, again, some people haven't gone earlier than that. So maybe he won't even be there. But if I had to guess today, I'm thinking wide receiver, tackle, wide receiver. And the very first mock draft that I looked at, Post-Saints-Eagles trade, the very first one I looked at, wait a minute, the only one I looked at, the, the, the only mock draft that I've looked at that was made with the Saints-Eagles trade in mind had the Saints picking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State, who some people, you know, a month ago or three weeks ago, most people had Garrett Wilson going kind of, you know, in the 8 to 12 range, and Chris Olave dropping. But this mock draft had Garrett Wilson going to the Saints at 16 and Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, going to the Saints at 19, which makes sense. Now, something tells me the Saints are going with this international cat. I don't know what I'm going to call him. Like, we already have a Gus. I guess he'll be Gus too. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll call him, you know, we'll have to come up with a different name from him. But 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 the international cat. So, uh, but it's funny how weeks ago, Garrett Wilson seemed a little bit out of their range. And now you got, now that they've moved up a few spots, some pe people are now saying that Garrett Wilson might drop. Man, this is going to be something. This is gonna be something, um, but but again, a, a day after it happened, my my best guess, and 
he, he, here's what, I, what I'm saying. I need to go back and do a little more historical research. But in terms of how the Saints do things in the past, kind of off the top of my head, when they lost in 2010, the medicine season, they lost because their running backs were a disaster. They had no running backs at the end of that season. They had to pick up Julius Jones off the street to play that game in Seattle. And what did they do the next week game draft? They traded up to get Superman. Because it was it was the thing that lost the playoff game for them. They just they they traded up. Well, when they lost that game to the Vikings, which is one of the worst losses in franchise history. Why did they lose that game? The interior part of the offensive line. They lost that game because they couldn't block the Vikings in the middle. And even though they struggled for three quarters, Drew Brees got, got sacked and fumbled on a, on a play, on, on a rush from right up the middle. So what did they do in the next round? They drafted an interior offensive lineman. And, and last year, they went through agony offensively because they had no wide receivers. Their wide receivers, they struggled so much without Michael Thomas. And and I think they're going to they're going to aggressively address that issue. So I think going after I think picking two wide receivers it wouldn't shock me if they go wide receiver wide receiver tackle. Because again, everybody keeps talking about how deep the wide receiver the tackle Crop is maybe a hair less deep, maybe. Like, there's a lot of good tackles that are going to be picked in the second round as well. So it wouldn't shock me if they went wide receiver, wide receiver, tackle. Now, what I don't want to happen and would better not happen is that they get they do the Sears catalog thing and they're doing this so they can trade up to get the one wide receiver that they like or the one safety if they don't sign a safety that they like. They need to make both. They need to make. They need to have three picks. By the time we get to fifty, the Saints better have made three picks. And I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to pick two wide receivers. They're going to. They had a serious issue, and they're going to attack it. And there's precedent for that, with how they think and how they do things. I'm not make it. These I'm going to be totally exhausted by draft night, and then that night's going to be on a whole. It's a whole different kind of exhausting. Man. All right, let's take a timeout as we continue to try to process this. We could take more of your phone calls. Look, if you want to talk about the basketball game, certainly feel free to do that. I don't know if they're going to play baseball today. I think the weather was supposed to be good up in Ruston, but I don't know. But right now, my mind. Oh man. What in the what? This is is a, like they say, it's a whole new ball game. We'll be back after this timeout on footnotes on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then footnotes is the show for you. Time for more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Welcome back. To foot nose, Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. You want to talk about the national championship game? That's fine. If you would like to give your opinion of what you think the Saints would do or should do or whether it was a good trade or it was it's too aggressive or whatever you, your thoughts are on that situation, uh, Tyron Matthew, safety situation, or whatever you'd like, you certainly call the game hotline 706-0111, 706-0111. want to remind you again about the Hangout Music Festival scheduled for May 20th through 22nd in Gulf Shores, Alabama. If you would like to win VIP passes um, to view the Hangout Music Fest in style, all you need to do is go to the website, join the Game Rewards Club, and you will become eligible to perhaps win VIP passes to the Hangout Music Festival by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Very shortly after the trade happened, I get a call, and the first thing that they say is, y'all are doing this to draft a quarterback. And I'm like, you got to be. Don't even go there. <laughs> I mean, said, don't even go there. So listen to this text I got from a Saints fan friend yesterday. <laughs> he and I don't agree on a lot of things, but we agree on a lot of th- other things. And we agree on this subject. He said, if they draft an offensive tackle and a receiver or an offensive lineman and anything other than a quarterback or a kicker, I won't necessarily be thrilled, but I won't complain. But if they draft a quarterback, my life as I know it will be over. (laughs) He said, if they draft a quarterback in the first round, my life as I know it will be over. He said, (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know if I go quite that far, but pretty close. Maybe not quite that far, but pretty close. Want no part of a quarterback. And no, I don't think there's any way they're going to do that. They're doing this because it's the way to address needs. The cheapest way to do it is to drive rookies who can address that need. And again, I want the veteran at safety, and I'm good with with a rookie backup offensive tackle unless he just wows him in camp and and, and wide receivers that can play. I, I will be I will be surprised if two of these top three picks are not wide receivers. Not shocked, but surprised. And again, I agree with Joey. Devin Lloyd is and unless they if they pick up a safety, then a the safety is not the wild card anymore. Because they, they won't draft safety. But if they if they pick if they sign a veteran safety, then the wild card will become Devin Lloyd. I, I agree with that. Unless they plan on re-signing Quan, then I don't think they'll do that. So I think it's going to be a tackle and two receivers, but we'll see. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Howdy, sir. Hey, buddy. Yeah, it's like Joey said. It's just really, really logical to think me and you and everybody are fishing in the same hole. They made the deal to create a security blanket to get their offensive tackle, receiver, 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 offensive tackle, whatever. Um, Very logical. But with the way that the game is being played today, 
with many teams needing franchise quarterbacks. That, that there's a lot of that, you know the national media doesn't want to go with what we're thinking, you know, get a couple of great players like a receiver and offensive lineman to build our team. They they think it's a it's a move to get a quarterback, and with the with you know Philadelphia realizes that Jalen Hurts basically is has to prove himself this year. You know they got two number ones next year. They'll probably be addressing a quarterback if that doesn't pan out well, and so will a lot of other teams. And the best way, like you said, to get to get a quarterback these days is is to get them on a rookie contract, whether where you got them tied up for four or five years, and you don't have to worry about paying a big a big lump sum. Um, I'm with you. I I think the 16 and 19 position themselves at 16 to be able to go up and grab somebody. Just the 16th pick. They're going to keep the 19th pick where it's at. I think they're going to use 16 to move up to grab whatever they want to grab. And then I think they're going to use 19 to, to basically get what kind of somewhat falls to them. Well, the problem but, with that is will they really be able to, tr- to, to trade up without trading 19? Well, if you're going up, if you're going up in the top five, top four. Remember, remember the the, the Darnold trade, okay? Very, very well. The Jets gave up three second round draft choices to move up from six to three for Sam freaking Darnold, okay? So, my point I'm getting at to move up from sixteen in the top five with the Giants and the Jets, you're going to have to give up some capital, and and a lot of people are saying it would take. But I, I just don't see the Saints. It would take that. It would take that. I, I I don't want to give up the equivalent of three second round picks. No way. And I th- I don't. What I'm saying is I don't want to trade up because you need to solve. You need to fill holes to, che- to get the most good players you can get in the cheapest yeah. way possible. And I think it would take 19. Now look, if you can do it without using 19, I guess I would think about it. But I, I I'd I'd rather fill more holes right now. Is what I'm saying. No, I'm with you, man. Like I said, I I am so on on your game along with a lot of the other callers. But I'm also I'm also just leaving it out there that you know we have been really surprised over the years with with the first round draft picks for the New Orleans Saints, and, and they obviously are, I I really feel like that they're targeting somebody. And I don't know who it is. Well, I, I, I mean, don't... it's very possible. And one thing you're absolutely correct about, the Saints have always been that way, and, and we've always attributed it to Sean Payton. But if they do it again, then maybe it's not so much Casper to quitter. They are just, you know, they, 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 they see what they want, and they're aggressive to go get it. You're, you're absolutely correct about that. Yeah, I like, I, but, I, but I do think that there's, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of, uh, of the needs that this team needs, and I'm, I'm just – I just hope and pray that they're not mortgaging their franchise to move up and give up those two picks to get up there to get a quarterback. And, and you know, and I can't believe I, I know Pickett's Pickett had the toughest interview with the Saints, and and uh, but I can't I can't I can't believe that they would do that. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. Why would they sign Andy Dalton and guarantee him three million if they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round? But also, too, Kevin, this was a this was a this was a big move. So my point I'm getting at: you made a big move by giving up the 2024. Okay, so what? That's two years down the road. A 2023 first, a third this year, and a seventh this year. 
to basically you make a big blockbuster move like that, you you you've got to have a plan in place. And it, you know, oh, you they have, have a, a plan. plan in place. Yeah, they have a plan. The great thing is, the great thing is, they're sitting at the poker table, and they really have the draft falling to them. Like they're in control. There. And another thing people are saying is that why would you make a move three weeks out? I I quite frankly think it was brilliant. Because why would you wait two, three days, maybe the day of draft, to make a move like that with so many other teams wanting to do the same thing possibly? I, I think it was brilliant to make the move now. Now you can feel calls or you can sit around and, and take the players that you want to take. But I do think that it was a brilliant move to make the move now. Totally. Totally. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much Thanks. for the call, sir. Thank you, bud. I – um. No, I'm good with that other than my anxiety. The other thing that happened with the Saints yesterday is they they acquired Taco Charlton. I remember the year Taco came out in the draft. We're like, man, we got to draft this cat. His name is Taco. I mean, who doesn't love tacos? The man's Taco Taco Charlton now plays for the Saints. And, you know, there's some people that are sick and tired of the Saints picking defensive linemen. And, and look, they, they acquired Jaleel Johnson. You know, they drafted Turner last year. Now they picked up Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton. I mean, I, I mean, I hope he makes a team just because it's just fun to have a guy named Taco on your team. I mean, I remember wanting him on draft day just because of his how cool his name was. And, um, and so, no, I, I think that solidifies. Look, in my mind, the moves that they've made this offseason, including Taco Charlton, solidify the fact that they're not going to pick a defensive line. Now, I'm not saying they might not pick one in the fifth round or something, but they're not going to pick them in the first two rounds. They're not going to pick a defensive lineman um, at 16, 19, or um, 49. They're not going to do that. They're not going to pick a quarterback, I don't believe, at 16, 19, or 49. Or why would you give, and what did they give, Jameis 20-something million guaranteed and a backup 3 million guaranteed? Who's not even good? So I, 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 uh, I, I think quarterback's not going to happen. I think defensive line's not going to happen. And if they, as we've said, if they sign one of these other safe veteran safeties, I don't think safety's going to happen. So it's linebacker, wide receiver, or offensive tackle. I believe. We'll see. Got three more weeks to discuss it. Take a timeout. Come back, finish out the first hour next on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Call in and say Pete Rose deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You can call and proclaim that the Houston Astros were the only team that stole signs. Just know this. Foot will disagree with you. Call into Footnotes with Kevin Foot at 337-706-0111. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037. Lavia at 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We might talk about it a little more in the next hour, but one of the cool things about UL Pro Day yesterday 
is watching Max Mitchell work out, go through all these little drills with Saints offensive line coach Doug Marone. And, you know, my I, I don't know enough about what they're doing or what he's looking for to have any idea really to be able to make an assessment. What I saw yesterday was something that he liked or didn't like or he thought he did okay or – I mean, they seem to be communicating all right. Uh, you know, and he kept asking him to do all these drills, and Max did him. I mean, I don't know if it was good or bad. I, I just, I don't know enough about that process. But it was kind of cool seeing Doug Marone out there doing that. And one thing, I'm sure he got a pretty good idea of, you know, if they want to, if he's suggesting that they pick Max in the third round with the 98th pick, like a lot of people are suggesting. All right, that'll do it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Also, you can watch a simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706 0111. As we try to process, or at least I try to process, the big news from yesterday with the Saints making, trained a bunch of picks to get a bunch of picks, and then when once the dust settled, the Saints have, as of now, two first-round draft picks. I believe they're thinking right now there's about 20 guys that we would be okay with. I mean, that's why you make a trade like this, unless you're really using it to trade. If you're not using it to trade, you make a trade like this thinking, okay, there are 20 guys that we would be fine taking. So no matter how it goes, we're going to get some people that we need. That's one way of thinking. But I, I think their um, their needs are a little more specific than that. So we will see. Do you want to throw something else out there? Again, many scenarios have crossed my mind since got this news of the trade yesterday. And I wonder how possible it is that they acquired this first-round pick as ammunition to trade for DK Metcalf. Supposedly, Seattle is willing to trade him. It would make even more sense on the Seattle side because they need to improve their team and they probably would also like to pick a quarterback. So if I'm Seattle and I can make a trade and acquire a first-round pick and allow myself to do what that call yesterday to do for Seattle to do what 
you know, some were teasing me yesterday, the Saints were going to do, that they would use those two picks to be able to pick a quarterback and help themselves elsewhere. That makes more sense for Seattle than it does for the Saints, in my mind. The Saints would get a, quote, elite receiver who has experience. So, I mean, again, I don't think that'd be the end of the world. Um... Personally, I'm for doing the the route that brings as the most good players for the cheapest value, for the best price, the, the most economical, efficient way to acquire more good players is to make these three picks. But if they acquired an elite veteran receiver, I don't know that too many Saints fans would cry about that either. Wow. Just so many options here. All right. Let's go to the game hotline and talk to our man, Chocolate Chip. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I guess I'm Chocolate Chip now. Huh? I mean, I guess I'm stuck. <laughs> if I'm stuck huh? Well, yes, that's just a short time chip, thing. Man, you know, because, listen, on any given day, I can eat a bag of chocolate <laughs> 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 You know, if, if my wife's not around and watching me, I can I could just get a good half a gallon of milk and have a whole bag of chocolate chip cookies. Okay, Kevin. Man, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I do not like the rumblings that I'm seeing this morning. Man, when I tell you how many, how many things I've seen so far this morning that put the Saints at number five, Kevin, jumping ahead of you, boy. The Panthers to draft da, da, da. quarterback from Liberty Malik was it Willis? Is it yeah, Kevin? I, I'm look, just telling look, you. I, 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 I read you the text. I read you the text. A friend of mine is Saints fan. He said his life as he know it will be over if the Saints pick oh, a quarterback. Kevin, listen. I, I, if that happens, I'm turning off the TV, and you know. I'm heading to Ports Unknown, as you used to say, the rest of the Ports Unknown. I, I, I might just leave for Ports Unknown. I, I, when I tell you, I get weak. It makes me weak when I see. Where are you seeing this? this? Just oh, blasphemy. Just, just. I don't even know the site I was on. It's over there on my computer. Draft Simulator. Are you ready? Let's go. Press the button. I press the button. I'm looking. Oh, man, this is cool. This is, they popping in these draft picks, Kevin. All of a sudden, the Saints are five. I'm going to leave. Wait, wait, wait. And then they got a little arrow by them. They traded down. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. They had number five. They popping in Malik Willis, Liberty. I just don't. And then, oh, I, I can't. Kevin, there's no way. Why I mean, would on. you? Why would you sign two quarterbacks and give guaranteed money to both of them? Uh, if you're going to draft a quarterback, I mean, listen, I you know, listen, I don't, I don't like drafting quarterbacks, period. But if you like somebody and you think they have potential, I can see in the second round if you draft Sam Howell. I mean, I don't want it, but I could buy it. Sam Howell or you know Matt Corral, I could live with it. I don't want it, but but I mean, you say okay, well, I got Jameis and I got Andy Dalton and I'm, you know. I mean, this guy I think could be our quarterback in three years. You know, we got, but you can't, you cannot make and me there, believe that they believe. No 
let, let, let's, let's change the subject. Let, or, no way. No way. No way. Don't, no way. Don't, stop. 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 We got to stop with that. Okay. All right. I just wanted to tell you, but wait, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready for what I want. I want Wilson at 16 and Williams from Alabama at 19, baby. And we are rolling. We set to go. And then we're going to get us a tackle. And then we're we ready to roll. What you think? You in? Oh, I'm in. I did have that thought yesterday that the problem with Williams is some people are saying you may not be ready till November. So if you get two yeah, of them, you know, no. I but know, what man. I'm saying, I, I don't know if he's gonna be ready week two or three. But I think by uh, you know, for about a I mean a month, Kevin. You know, you see these guys come back in from Achilles tears. I just think. I, I don't buy November. I, I, no, I, but I what I'm but, saying is, if they draft two of them, they can they can still help themselves yeah. at wide receiver, and then have both of them yeah. long term. Right, and have both of them, and and even if he doesn't come back for you know till week eight, I mean, heck, that's okay. You know, I mean, he's gonna be out there doing everything that and learning and doing everything. I mean, you know, he's he's out there running right now. I saw a video yesterday, the day before, whatever. So. I mean, I I think it's still doable, even if he's not ready till, till you know week eight, whatever. I I, I would still love the picks, man. I, I'm I'm just hoping. I'm like you. I'm on pins and needles right now. Three weeks, Kevin. What three what weeks? Uh, oh, oh that, I got I, I, I got to go fishing or something. I don't know what I'm gonna oh. do. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna it, make it, It's gonna weeks. be rough. It's gonna be rough, man. I'm I'm gonna try to stop looking at all these ridiculous. When I see another one of these ridiculous things. I'm just gonna press the button and go to something else. I'm not. I'm stopping that. I just wanted to. I just told Hannah I, I had to poke you a little bit, but but I am just like you. I, <laughs> if that happens, my dad used to say, "I'm going to parts unknown." I, I, I might be leaving for parts unknown. You might not hear from me, Kevin. If if they pick the quarterback at five, uh, I don't know what I'll do. I, I, I'm gonna have to go up on a mountaintop somewhere and and live in a cave and. Uh, uh, don't know. Just we, don't know. Okay. We, we, we can't I'll talk have to y'all it. Later. All right. Th- thanks, Manny. No, we 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 just can't have that. I mean, uh, I just it's just nothing that has happened so far tells me the Saints are are going to pick a quarterback. I, I just it just doesn't make any sense. I I, I think even. I think some people are just saying that because they, you know, they're just trying to give me heartache or they're just teasing or whatever. I mean, it's just, really, is that possible? No, I just, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, now, do I believe that the they looked and said, man, this Ian Big Book pick was terrible. Like, why in the world did we pick this guy? Um, do I believe that? Yeah, I believe it's possible that, that that they're thinking that, that this Ian Book pick was a waste. But I just don't think you pick up Andy Dalton to be your backup if you're talking about drafting a quarterback. I mean, you can't draft a quarterback in the first round and have him be your third-string quarterback. No. Now, I don't even, first of all, I don't like rookie quarterbacks, period. I want no part of a rookie quarterback, almost ever. The only scenario 
that I would be comfortable with picking a rookie quarterback is if my if if they ever go like two and fifteen or one and sixteen and they're drafted number one overall. Then and there's this supposedly special quarterback out there. But like with a quarterback class like this, I mean they're talking about Malik Wilson, Malik Wilson, Malik Willis being a um a red shirt. Like, even if you draft him and you need him, you couldn't use him. You want that to be your backup? I mean, there's just no way. It just doesn't make any sense. I wish people would stop saying that. I mean, it it just doesn't make any sense at all. Picking a rookie quarterback is stupid anytime. And under this scenario, it's not. It, it's not. See, I think the reason why so many of the national guys keep saying it is because they have this idea. Um, that Jameis is this 30-interception quarterback, which is just stupid, okay? And then they also have this idea that the Saints are in a rebuilding mode. Well, do, are they paying attention? The Saints are not in rebuilding mode. Have they, have they seen anything that the Saints have done? They're not in rebuilding mode at all. And so um, it... it, it makes zero sense and yet people keep coming at me with this stuff oh no I uh now is it a lock that Williams is going to be there or Wilson's going to be there or Lobby's going to be there no that's not a lock certainly not a lock definitely not a lock and it wouldn't shock me if they traded up one or two spots and got impatient if they were locked in on one of those guys as long as they don't give up their first-round pick to do that. Don't want any part of that. None. If they give up their first-round pick. No. I vote no. All right. We'll take a timeout. And when we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit. Our friend Bobby Nova, while we will talk some Cajun softball, will certainly, Bobby's a big Saints fan as well, certainly will get his thought on what he would do and what his impressions were of the Saints trade and and what he would do with it um, now that it's been made. Again, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 5th, 1972. Major League Baseball's regular season fails to open due to a player strike for the first time in history. A total of 86 games are lost before the labor dispute is settled. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Want to remind you about the world-famous Angola Prison Rodeo. If you would like to win tickets to the world-famous Angola Prison Rodeo, which is scheduled for April 23rd and 24th, this is what you need to do. Text Angola 
to 68683. That's Angola, A-N-G-O-L-A. Text Angola to 68683. You might win free tickets to the Angola Prison Rodeo April 23rd and 24th thanks to the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right. We have it. We have with us Mr. Bobby Nova. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Kevin. How are you? Well, pretty good. First of all, have you ever been to a rodeo? Uh, I'm, yes, I've been to a rodeo, but not in Angola. <laughs> and I'm not interested in going. They might, they might keep me over there. If I go. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been to Angola, period, but but I've heard a lot of good things about the Angola Prison Rodeo. I have, too, Kevin. My son went three or four years ago, and uh, he bought me a really, really nice wall clock, a raging Cajun wall clock at the uh, at the rodeo that one of the, uh, the prisoners had made, and uh, it's really nice. So, yeah, I've heard good things about it, too, but I think I'm going to pass. All right, so yesterday afternoon... Uh, I don't know what you were doing. I was walking to try to go to l- see a little bit of the UL Pro Day, and I get this message about the Saints make this big trade. So what was your first reaction when you heard the news yesterday afternoon? Well, I, you know, I'm not Trakas like you are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was excited. And, it, you know, it, it seems to me that they're, uh, you know, they're very interested in winning now and, um you know, I'm just going to trust what they do. You know, I'm not like like some people who are so afraid that they're not going to do what they want them to do. So, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm good. I'm good with it. And, uh, maybe they're not done. You know, but we'll just have to wait and see. So, if you and, it... you and Manny and, uh, and 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 Stevie P, you know, y'all y'all the guys that that are uh, the experts on that. So. All I'm right. just gonna trust y'all. All right. So, but if it was you though, who would you pick? If they if they left who, it up to you, who would you make in? Who would you pick in those two picks? If they were or there, a tackle and a receiver. I got you. That's it. No, I think they. You know, I think there's a chance they could. You know, maybe trade up and get and and, and get the the tackle they want or the receiver that they really want. But I don't follow it quite as much. As I mean, I follow it, but not as much as you guys do. And, uh, but, uh, I'm just going to trust, uh, whatever they do and we'll see what happens. I'm not going to worry about it like you will. That's for sure. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got more important things to worry about right now. Oh, come on now. I don't know if there's too well, much more. Well, Raging Cajun softball, man. Uh, I understand. Well, things are, I think, going well. You know, it's funny how we are as, as people, we, we we say something like, you know, Coach Glasgow, and we talked said it, and we talked about how they need to go three and one. But when you start out three and zero, oh, you don't want to go three and one anymore. You want to win all no. four. And so at the at the end, though, you had to say, well, we said we wanted to go three and one, and they did. It just was kind of not fun losing the way you did. You know, I was talking to I was talking to Coach Glasgow on the bus on the way home Sunday evening, and. You know, I was like, Coach. You know, you know, if we if we would have lost game one, or lost game two, and finished the weekend three and one, it'd be a completely different feeling yes. right now. You know, instead of going three and zero oh and then losing the last one. So, but the bottom line is, you still went three and one, and uh, 
you know, won seven of our last eight. Uh, and I think the team is playing uh, a lot better uh, with a lot more confidence. And uh, I'm not sure what happened Sunday, Kevin. You know, maybe the, maybe the girls were tired, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just being realistic. And, you know, that's, that's a long road trip. You leave early Wednesday morning. You play Wednesday night. And then uh, you got a lot of downtime in there also. And uh, maybe they were just tired and ready to come home and uh, certainly didn't play as well on Sunday as they did on Wednesday, uh, Friday, and Saturday. Well, I also think, it, you know, obviously they made some some lineup changes and they played better defense, but I still wouldn't call them a plus defensive team. And so when you're not a plus defensive team, every once in a while you're going to have a game where you don't where you don't play great defensively. Yeah, team, you know, kind of. Kind of had a little letdown there defensively, and you know once when Carly when Carly Heath hit that home run in the in the top of the sixth inning, you know kind of retook the lead there at four to three, and I said, man, we got a chance now. And then the the defense kind of had a, a a little bit of a meltdown in the bottom of the sixth, and is what it is. Got the got the time run on second base, and uh, Jordan Campbell, you know, with two outs in that runner at second base in the top of the seventh. It wasn't the result we wanted in that at that, but she had a really, really good at that, Kevin. And, uh, you know, she was battling and uh, fouled off five or six really good pitches before uh, Mullins was able to get her on a, on a change up to end the game. So that was a really good at that by Campbell. And, you know, a hit there and the game started again, but just didn't happen. Yeah, at the time, I was waiting to do a post-game interview for the Cajun baseball team, and I'm sitting there trying to watch it. I'm like, man, is this that bad ever going to end? Because I'm watching it on my phone to see if they had won or <laughs> lost. And they were about to come to do the interview, so I, I missed it live. But anyway, um, all right. So the, 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 the other big thing that happened over the weekend is, you know, this kind of sounds relatively mysterious leg injury or whatever with Kendra Lamb where she wasn't able to pitch on Wednesday but was able to pitch a little bit in San Marcos and and you worry about that moving forward. What do you what, what did you see there? Well, you know, in in, in pregame uh warm-ups on Wednesday, she was you know, she was the uh in the lineup, she was the starting pitcher in that game on Wednesday. And then uh, you know, we up in the box and then we get the lineup change uh, and found out you know after the game that she, uh, she just had some uh, some pain in the back of her leg and and so they decided that you know as a precautionary uh, measure they decided to uh, to go with Sam Landry and then on Saturday she warmed up felt pretty good but you could tell she wasn't really comfortable and her mechanics were a little bit off and uh, she struggled early in that game against Texas State on Saturday so they uh, they replaced her with Megan Sharman. You know, I did I talked to her a little bit on uh on Sunday and she said, you know, she was feeling fine. So I guess we'll uh we'll learn a little bit more today. You know, they had the day off day off of practice yesterday and they'll get back to work this afternoon and we should more know more about Kendra a little bit later today. All right. So Megan Sharman, uh you know, it, it's it's crazy and I guess athletes uh, at all different levels, college, high school, and professional, that there's certain things they're comfortable with and not. And and I asked Coach Glasgow at yesterday's 
uh, weekly presser, are y'all at the point yet where it just seems like she's so much more effective for whatever reason? No one can really explain it as a reliever than as a starter and that you've just kind of given up on her being a star. I don't think he's quite there yet, but but what are your thoughts on that subject? Well, you know, personally for me, I, I hopefully they haven't given up on her being a starter because I think if Megan would, would get a start and, and, you know, be really be successful early in the game as a starter, uh, you know, I think it's maybe a little bit of a mental thing with her right now. She just feels more comfortable coming in as a reliever and that's because she's had more success coming in as a reliever. But I think if she could get a start and uh, and be successful, have a good start, maybe pitch a complete game, then she would, you know, she'd feel better about herself as a starter. But you know, uh, it's worked so far. So uh, you know, if that's the way they end up going, uh, you know, I think it's something that could work because she really feels good about herself when she comes in as as a reliever. All right, so I think I asked you this last week, and now we're one, one more week, um, you know, kind of doing it. How worried are you if Sam Landry keeps starting this many games that she's going to be fine in terms of pitches? And I'm sure, you know, if you, you go back to the way pitchers used to pitch, you're like, are you crazy to get pitchers used to throw every game? But, I mean, it, it's a different era now, and so – well, is that a concern or not really if she ends up having to start two or three times every week? I, I, it's not a concern for me because her, her innings are not, uh, you know, she hasn't she thrown a whole bunch of innings. You know, we're halfway through the season. And, uh, I mean, if you look at the Mullins kid and, and Johnson from Troy and Lackey from South Alabama, all of those kids have thrown uh, double the innings that Sam Lance has thrown. So I think they've done a good job of, of limiting her innings early in the season. And I think she's, you know, prepared. She's getting more uh, comfortable, more uh, more confidence in the circle. And uh, she's, uh, you know, I think she's ready to go for the second half of the season. I really do. I, I'm not worried about Sam and her innings because, uh, like I said, I think they've done a good job of, of keeping her innings limits down early in the year. With what Megan has done in relief – can you see them on a pretty regular basis doing the four three kind of thing that 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 pitchers have done before? Not every game, maybe, but on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, against Texas, you know, um, uh, after the fifth inning, the the leadoff, the, the top of the lineup was coming up to uh, to lead off the sixth inning, and that's when they made the change. I'm not sure if it was because of her pitch count. She was in the upper 80s, 88, 89 pitches at that point. Sam was, and the top of the lineup was coming back up. So uh, I'm not sure what was the reason that they made the change there. She was pitching well, and uh, you know, but uh, of course, Showman came in and and closed the door and, and got the job done there. So it, you know, they might get in a situation where they let Sam uh, go through to- two times through the lineup, and then maybe bring Showman in. That's something you know. Uh, I haven't really talked to Justin or Coach uh, Glasgow about how they plan to uh, to use those two pitchers, but you know, and that's another way that they can keep Sam's uh, innings and pitch count down. All right. So after the after the four games in Tex- Texas, do you have any different or any kind of more thoughts or updated thoughts on on the position player lineup and who could be moving where down the road? 
I think Coach Jasko's kind of getting to, to a point where he's really comfortable with, with the girls he's playing, you know. We may see Stormy, uh, you know, maybe getting some games at DP and, and Taylor Roman getting some games at first base. But And then, you know, uh, you got to factor into uh, the equation. Uh, Alexa Langley is, is going to be uh, coming back, you know, maybe by the weekend. And if not, she'll be back uh, for the next week for the Southeast and then uh, – and South Alabama series, you know, that's kind of what I'm hearing. So you got to take that into consideration also because, uh, you know, at this point it's going to be uh, difficult, and I don't think there's a uh, a chance that, and that he would even consider taking Mayu out the lineup now. So, you know, you're going to have to move some things around when Langlier comes back. Maybe Alexa plays second base and Jordan play first. Could that happen? That's a possibility. That's a possibility also, you know, Jordan. Jordan Campbell could uh, also DP. You could put Mayu at first. You could put uh, Langlis back at second and leave Jordan at at second. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different options Coach Glasgow could go with with those kids. So, and that's you know that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. All right, one more question: Are you ready for opening day? Two days away. Yes, indeed, I'm ready. Uh, Yankees play at noon on Thursday, so. Uh, you know, when I when I leave my office at Monica Myers State Farm Insurance, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be dashing down the Youngville Highway in hot pursuit like y'all say. <laughs> All right. So, who do you open with? Uh, the Red Sox. Man. Yeah. Well, that's quite so, a dicey opening series. And 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 I got a question for you before before you let me go. I w- I want to know who made you and Hand uh, Hannah. And uh, and 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 Manny, the uh, the pop tart police. I want to know who put all this stuff to that. You hate pop tarts? I love pop tarts. I never met a pop tart I didn't like. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully, real soon you eat you eat a cinnamon, a brown sugar cinnamon with a little butter on top. That is one of my favorites. Yes. Oh, it's 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 outstanding. All right, Bobby, yeah. we appreciate your time as always. We'll see what happens um over the weekend. Should be lots lots more fun for Cajun softball. Heading in the right direction. Okay, Kevin. Thank you, man. See you. Uh, hopefully, see you on Friday. All right, Bobby Nova, patient Saints fan, Thraka, um, Yankees fan, and um, I'm Cajun fans. Funny how that works. All right, we will take a timeout, come back with more on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry. We have EMT standing by just in case Foote passes out. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Phone number, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Want to remind you, LSU will be welcoming Grambling State Tigers into Alex Box Stadium. First pitch set for 6.30 tonight, and you can hear all the action right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, weather permitting. And I was I haven't looked at the rust and weather, but I was told yesterday that it was it, it looked good. the forecast looked good. Cajuns will open up a two-game I mean, I've seen it before, but a relatively unique um two-game midweek series against Louisiana Tech in Ruston and of course it it's a, it, it wasn't originally scheduled that way this is a makeup situation but uh the Cajuns will not be coming back from Ruston they will they will head the plan is from Ruston to Jonesboro Arkansas and so again a week ago about a week ago I made the the statement that if the Cajuns can go 3 and 2 and really, they very easily could have swept Georgia Southern. And remember, Georgia Southern, as of right now, has the highest RPI of any team the Cajuns have played this season. That includes playing Stunford and Arkansas. And, you know, really good programs like Irvine and Houston and Southern Miss. Of all those teams... The one with the highest RPI is Georgia Southern, and the Cajuns should have swept them, or could have anyway, uh, easily could have. But anyway, they won two out of three, and so if they can just split these two games in Ruston, if they play both games, we know how midweek games have been going for the Cajuns in recent weeks, but if they play both games and if they split them, they'll be over 500 basically going into the second half of the season, maybe one game off, but essentially going into the second half of the season. And again, they still play some some good clubs. I mean, they still play LSU. Uh, Texas State has a really good RPI. And so, um, you know, they still got to play Rice. I mean, they have good teams left on their schedule, but overall, it's not as difficult as... Um, It was, you know, supposed to be. And so, or it was the first half of the season. And so it is, um, it's, it's, it's very encouraging. Remember, the Cajuns have the eighth, going into this week, the eighth toughest strength of schedule in the country. Now, that's going to go down the rest of the way. It's not going to go up. And, again, that doesn't mean they're going to win more. It just means that um, if they keep playing like they are, then they're in position to kind of make some hay. And 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 we'll see, and hopefully they, they can do that. All right, so it is um, 
we've got that to look forward to tonight. So we'll see if LSU and Grambling plays there in Baton Rouge and the Cajuns are again playing Louisiana Tech schedule for tonight at 6 and tomorrow at 6. Meanwhile, we are, those of us who are Major League Baseball fans, kind of getting all our ducks in a row. Um, Mr. Bobby mentioned that the Yankees open up uh, at noon on Thursday, well, the the Astros are not that fortunate. They're starting. They're scheduled to start at eight thirty eight in Anaheim against the Angels, and um, it is a um, you know it is what it is. Obviously, it's somewhat high profile because you know they're going to be facing Otani. Um, the the scheduled starting pitchers are Framber Valdez. Against Otani on Thursday, Jake Odorizzi, I think against Patrick Sandoval, if I remember correctly, in the Friday matchup. And by the way, that game they got some deal with Apple Plus TV. I have no idea what that is. Maybe Hannah can explain to you what Apple TV is. But uh, there's three or four games during the course of the season where the Astros are only going to be available on television on this Apple Plus, and. Game two Friday is one of them. And then on Saturday, Justin Verlander pitches. So that should be um, should be lots of fun. Apple TV, it's just another streaming service, but it's from, like, Apple, like, you know, our iPhones, Apple, like, mm-hmm. just from their company. That's all it really is. Everything is. But that have, like, doesn't mean that Google. someone like me knows how to access it. I mean, you just got to download it and sign in and, like, you know, course pay the monthly fee that's probably like 20 bucks it's like netflix and hulu and hbo max and amazon prime okay they're like five million streaming services i've heard all that stuff i just don't really know how to access it for you you would go to your apple store like your your store uh-huh. to buy your apps you would just type in apple plus and it would come up, mm-hmm. and I could get it on my phone. Uh-huh. Well, we might have to do that Friday night, explore Apple Plus for the first time in my life. <laughs> I mean, Apple to me is a Beatles song. You know, it's not just. <laughs> not the company that yeah. made your phone? <laughs> made your phone, yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm here, but just to help you yes. explain things. But anyway, just just for those of you who might face that, I'm just giving you a little heads up uh, uh, that Game 2 Friday is one of these Apple Plus games. But um, speaking of the Astros, starting Thursday, we will start weekly conversations. And I, I had a chance to talk with him briefly yesterday, but I even said it to him. I'm like, I don't want us to do a lot of talking now because I want it to be kind of spontaneous on the air where we get to know one another. But but Patrick McClellan from the um, Lima Time podcast and I will start weekly interviews um, about the Astros. And we're gonna our first one will be Thursday on opening day. And so, you know, we'll we'll preview the season somewhat. But also want to, you know, we got to we gotta kind of learn each other, like our history as Astro fans, like who he likes, who he doesn't like, kind of what his attitude about it is, and maybe a little, few interesting notes about, um, you know, his fandom as an Astro. We just have to learn each other, and, and we'll do that, and we'll have lots of fun 
uh, all, all, all season long, weekly talking with Patrick about the Astros. And hopefully it's, um, again, it, uh, who knows what they're going to do. They've won a lot of games the last four or five years, and hopefully that continues. Uh, they've got a, um, a new shortstop. And Pena, and so looking forward to see how he's going to do. You know, it still kind of boggles my mind that Justin Verlander's a starting pitcher. <laughs> it just, I just can't hardly wrap my mind around that. But uh, hopefully, he can go back to being Justin Verlander before the injury. I mean, what a boost that would be. And then, you know, you still got a lot of the same names. Julie's still there. Hopefully, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about, and I think is about about the most important thing having to do with the Astros this year is that Alex Bregman becomes Alex Bregman again. Alex Bregman's been bad the last two years, really bad. And a lot of most of that, I think, is injury is because of injuries. I get that, but it's time. I mean, you know, he hasn't been – I don't need him to be an MVP candidate. You know me, I don't even like all that MVP talk. But – I um I just need him to be a plus player. He has not been a plus player. He has not been a plus player the last two years. And um you he he was he was bad during the 2020 season. Altuve was bad during the 2020 season, and Yuli was bad, especially down the stretch. He was terrible. And if one or two of those three would have been good, the Astros would have made the World Series that year too, very possibly. But Yuli bounced back. Yuli won a batting title last year. Altuve bounced back, had a really nice season last year. Bregman continued to limp around because he can't shake injuries. Uh, it's time. It's time. So I, I think Alex Bregman returning to Alex Bregman can really offset the loss of Carlos Correa. Because I think Jeremy Pena will outperform what Bregman did last year. We need Bregman to be Bregman, and that's going to be one of the many topics of conversation um, with Patrick on, on Thursday and looking forward to starting that. So, yeah, uh, you know, the draft, I'm going to be thinking about that and obsessing about that, but Major League Baseball is fixing to start. That's its own, whole different animal because in baseball, it's not as slow as football. They actually play games. You don't have to wait day after day after day after day with no games. They actually play in baseball. So looking forward to that whole different dynamic. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back on the game, finish out today's show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. footnotes you may not always exactly hear what you want to hear but you will hear what you need and of course i got all these oh you're an idiot and, you know what kind of safe fan are you look i'm not telling you what i want to happen i'm telling you what's gonna happen what more than likely is going to happen Back to more of the sports talk you need to listen to with footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Like Mr. Bobby brought up, we talked a lot about Pop-Tarts this week. There are other things that we discuss that are non-sports topics. And Right, Hannah? Yes. We have many, many topics that randomly come up, like me not realizing that knives are sharp. Um, and, you know, apparently Foot does not like chocolate chips. That's weird, but it's yeah. fine. We can still be friends. It's fine. So what we are doing now is going to post weekly every Tuesday is each one of us in the game are going to be sent a question about ourselves, like a personal question. So this week we asked, who was your first celebrity crush? Some do surprise you. Some, they just fit very well. So we actually are getting it made up right now. So you need to check out 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for our new post called Get to Know the Game. It'll be weekly posted. You'll get to see our exact answers, word for word. We made a whole paragraph about it. So please go check it out because it's, it's kind of funny. So we don't want to reveal it, right? We want to – this is a tease. Like, we, we don't want to tell them who yours and mine were. No. But no. some people's – they fit. Some people, I was like, hmm, okay. So did, did Raymond's fit or no? Um, was he one of the ones that fit? Well, his he didn't go and respond back. So we have a chain email, and he actually one of the ones that did not respond back in the email. So I'm gonna find out as soon as he goes and posts it is when I will find out. All right. So were you su- were you surprised? Yo, you don't know mine? No, because you weren't you. You're one of the ones that didn't you know post back in the actual chain email. You well, sent I, back this to Ray. Oh, okay. so all of us, some of us did. Like you know me, uh, James Mesh, the afternoon producer. Uh, CD, you know, famous under the under the dome for CD on Saturdays. So some of us, we actually responded, but I've never got to see. Okay, your so you'll be surprised. Raises, okay. yes. Well, you can let me know tomorrow if you were surprised or not. I will. All right, all right. Eventful show. I, well, I I'm, oh, man. I hope I can get through the next three weeks. It's going to be rough, but we certainly have lots of fun stuff to talk about for sure for the next three weeks. Appreciate all the phone call, Mister Bobby coming on. And all the great phone calls. Y'all have a nice day.